0: Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for standing by. Welcome to the Altair Engineering Incorporated Second Quarter 2021 Earnings Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you need to press star, then 1, on your telephone keypad. If you require any further assistance, please press star, then 0. At this time, I would like to turn the conference over to Mr. Dave Simon. Sir? Please begin.
1: Good afternoon, welcome, and thank you for attending Altair's Earnings Conference Call for the second quarter of 2021, ended June 30th, 2021. I'm Dave Simon, Chief Administrative Officer of Altair, and with me on the call are Jim Scappa, Founder, Chairman, and CEO, and Matt Brown, Chief Financial Officer. After market closed today, we issued a press release with details regarding our second quarter performance and guidance for the third quarter and the full year 2021, which can be accessed on the Investor Relations section of our website at investor.altair.com. This call is being recorded and a replay will be available on the IR section of our website following the conclusion of this call. During today's call, we will make statements related to our business that may be considered forward-looking under federal securities laws. These statements reflect our views only as of today and should not be considered representative of our views as of any subsequent date. We disclaim any obligation to update any forward-looking statements or outlook. These statements are subject to a variety of risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results to differ materially from our expectations. These risks are summarized in the press release that we issued earlier today. For a further discussion of the material risks and other important factors that could affect our actual results, please refer to those contained in our quarterly and annual reports filed with the SEC, as well as other documents that we have filed or may file from time to time. During the course of today's call, we will refer to certain non-GAAP financial measures. A reconciliation of GAAP to non-GAAP measures is included in our press release. Finally, at times on our prepared comments or responses to your questions, we may offer metrics that are incremental to our usual presentation to provide greater insight into the dynamics of our business or our quarterly results. Please be advised that we may or may not continue to provide this additional detail in the future. With that, let me turn the call over to Jim for his prepared remarks. Jim.
2: Thank you, Dave, and welcome to everyone on the call. Altair had a strong second quarter 2021 with across-the-board success in multiple verticals, regions, and products, reflecting year-on-year software product revenue growth of 22%. Customers are investing to grow their businesses as we emerge from the pandemic, and Altair's products, services, and business models are clearly resonating gaining market awareness and increasing market share. We are pleased to report Q2 results with total revenue of 119.9 million. Software product revenue for the quarter was 99.6 million versus 81.8 million in Q2 of 2020. Adjusted EBITDA was 9.5 million compared to 5.7 million in Q2 of 2020, an increase of more than 65% in the second quarter of 2020. All were well above our guidance ranges. The updated Altair units business model continues to roll out as a win-win for our customers and Altair, including in data analytics accounts. Approximately 75% of our simulation customers have thus far converted to the new software bundle choices in line with our expectations. Software product revenue for the first half of 2021 continued a strong positive trend at 85% of total revenue, compared to 83% during the first half of 2020. Our recurring software license rate remained high at 90% for the second quarter of 2021 and 92% year-to-date. We held an investor day on May 27th, and many of the questions were framed around understanding Altair's growth drivers and opportunities for expansion. This is, in fact, a combination of verticals, technologies, and regional success, and I would like to spend some time talking about wins from the second quarter related to each. In Architecture, Engineering, and Construction, or the AEC Vertical, Our second quarter wins included the addition of a new customer logo listed as one of the top ten global design firms. We continue to build our customer base and align with the need for performance-based outcomes and sustainable infrastructure development. Our new logos and expansion in aerospace for the quarter included the addition of a newly spun-out, airplane manufacturer, and a six-figure expansion representing almost a 3x usage increase at an existing client. The automotive sector continues to develop significant opportunities, especially related to electrification, communications, analytics, and computing. The banking, financial services, and insurance, or BFSI vertical, continues to show strong performance including a steady stream of data analytics customers embracing units-based licensing. Our second quarter wins included new logo six-figure deals under units-based licensing and some key direct wins against data analytics software competitors. In consumer products, one recent and interesting application involved a food manufacturer leveraging thin film forming simulation Healthcare saw a number of wins in the second quarter, including a new logo win based on developing prosthetics using 3D printing technology and an expansion from an existing medical products customer specifically targeted at data analytics for their engineering applications. In motorsports, we had several expansions and new customers, including one agreement to improve safety and performance leveraging our data science technology and expertise. This aligns with our robust pipeline growth in engineering analytics and is consistent with our vision for the convergence of simulation, HPC, and AI. And finally, SimSolid is disrupting the energy market by dramatically reducing design cycle times and displacing traditional simulation performed with competitors' products. Our expectations for SimSolid are coming to fruition across many verticals as this product is being adopted broadly across our customer base. Products and technology are at the core of Altair's success and we continue to invest heavily in research and development. During the second quarter, we build upon the broad and deep product releases of 2020 with the latest versions of our simulation software solutions. All our existing products added significant new features in this release, and we introduced some new products as we continue to evolve our portfolio with a combination of sustaining and disruptive innovation. Alter has invested strategically for several years, both organically and by acquisition build out what we believe is the broadest and deepest portfolio of computational fluid dynamic solutions, covering a wide array of applications. With the latest announcements of our Altair CFD software, we are well-positioned and focused to grow our share in the very large and rapidly growing CFD simulation market. Altair CFD delivers sophisticated technology for fluid and thermal systems modeling, general purpose, multi-physics simulation, external aerodynamics, discrete element modeling, and smooth particle hydrodynamics, very cost-effectively and under a single license. Several of these products have embedded optimization and machine learning algorithms, and often work in concert, co-simulating with other technologies to deliver deep insights and clear design direction difficult to understand and predict physical behavior. We believe Altair is a leader in manufacturing simulation with a broad portfolio of key products and technologies, many of which have CFD at their core, including casting, molding, extrusion, foaming, forming, and additive manufacturing. The consideration and integration of manufacturing simulations with design optimization is critical for customers to make key product decisions in this fast-changing market. CFD had some outstanding Q2 successes in applications such as sporting goods, building design, and electric vehicles. The building design win is impressive technically in that our customer will simulate tall buildings in excess of 100 meters
1: through a variety
2: of wind load conditions. The possibilities for this customer to shorten design cycles, eliminate expensive wind tunnel testing, and improve building safety while making efficient use of materials to improve sustainability are all consistent with the positive trends we see in the AEC vertical. Altair's electronic systems design toolset has a new thermal management workflow to enhance the design of electronic devices. In addition to the existing Altair SimLab workflows for structural stress, vibration, and drop test performance, product engineers can now ensure the cooling of printed circuit boards and complete systems to prevent overheating, product reliability issues, or expensive late-stage redesigns. Smart connected devices increasingly need high-speed memory. Altair Pollux has added signal integrity automation double data rate memory interfaces, enhancing optimization of double data rate timing, transmission lines, topology, and terminations. Other improvements include additional power integrity simulation and the capability to export PCB layers for thermal management analysis. Recent additions and new logos across multiple verticals and regions in electronics and electromagnetics have added seven-figure revenue to Altair's top line. Applications include electronic systems design, circuit board simulation, antenna placement, radar cross-section, autonomous driving connectivity, and electric drive system development. Altair One is a cloud portal for Altair's products, accessible anywhere via standard workstations, PCs, laptops, and mobile devices. Users can launch applications in the cloud from a single interface with easy access to resources that are on-premises or in the cloud. Product teams can increase collaboration by securely uploading, accessing, storing, and managing data using the Altair One drive. Altair One does not require additional capital expenditures on complex IT, and can scale immediately in response to peaks in workload. It also empowers users to provision turnkey scalable appliance clusters across all major cloud providers, including AWS, Azure, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, and Google Cloud Platform. And finally, Alter entered the high-performance or HPC market when HPC shifted from specialized computers to commodity cluster servers in the early 2000s. In 2003, we spun the PBS team out of NASA. In 2017, we acquired Runtime to focus on the electronics market with specialized solutions for high-throughput workflows. In 2020, we acquired Alexis to bring in technology for I.O. and storage profiling, develop storage-aware scheduling, and we acquired Grid Engine with its strong position in life science and its top-tier technical team. HPC continues to mature as a business and had a strong second quarter for Altair, with, multi-year, with a seven-figure multi-year agreement inked with one of the world's largest cloud technology companies. Altair's position in HPC has become increasingly powerful reflected in the growing confidence of our sales team and the robust pipeline of opportunities we see. The strength of Altair has always been our robust regional diversification. Our revenues and people have been distributed very evenly across the Americas, EMEA, and APAC, as well as between countries in these super regions. This is an especially important year in APAC, as this is the twenty year anniversary of our founding in Altair China and Altair Korea, and the twenty fifth anniversary of Altair Japan's formation. The Americas Animea operations came online earlier, making it even more impressive that our APAC organization is driving one third of our software product billings and usage. We invest to support our people and customers globally. And especially as world events are sometimes disruptive, we appreciate the focus and teamwork of our colleagues and the collaboration with customers across every time zone. As we look at success stories from the second quarter, the degree of geographic diversity is amazing. Eastern Europe, Southeast Asia, and South America all rang in as strong players within the larger regions of EMEA, APAC, and the Americas. We are truly one Altair and believe we are serving our customers with less locational barriers than ever in our history. Over the last two months, we enhanced our organization by adding two new board members to our board of directors, Jim Anderson and Sheikhar IR. Jim is currently a managing director for Google Cloud and has a passion around scaling enterprise-level businesses and building sales channels. Shekhar was most recently an executive with VMware and brings a wealth of consulting, strategy, and technical expertise to Altair. We believe they both add outstanding depth and breadth to our board. Welcome, Jim and Shekhar. I am deeply appreciative of Jan Kowal, Richard Hart, and Brett Chenard for their time on Altair's board. Brett is now in a key technology role for Altair, while Jan is fully retired, and Richard is focused on other professional endeavors. The three of them were magnificent sources of support and inspiration through our IPO process and over the last several years. Q2 was strong, and we remain cautiously optimistic for the balance of the year. New variants of COVID-19, disappointing vaccination rates in some locations, and a generally long process to fully shake off the pandemic globally, have the potential of curbing what should otherwise be a vibrant economic environment. However, as our customers invest to drive more innovation into their products and services, we are confident in our ability to be a differentiating asset for them. Now I will turn the call over to Matt to provide more details on our financial performance and our guidance for the third quarter and remainder of 2021. Matt?
3: Thank you, Jim, and hello, and welcome to everyone on the call. We're very excited about our second quarter 2021 results, which set a record for highest revenue and EBITDA for any second quarter in the company's history. The strong opportunity pipeline and momentum we've seen in the last few quarters carried through to Q221 once again generating results above the high end of the range on every metric we guided to for the quarter. Total billings for the quarter were $117.8 an increase of 19.1% compared to Q2 2020. As with last quarter, our software billing strength relative to prior year was driven by solid new and expansion opportunities and high retention on our renewal base. Again, we saw broad success across all three geographic regions and across our product offerings. I continue to be delighted with the diverse usage and range of applications for our solutions. As Jim highlighted, just this quarter, we saw customers acquiring our software across a wide range of verticals for use in anything from building design to healthcare to food design to motorsports and aerospace. And further, we saw success in all three core competencies, simulation, HPC, and data analytics. As expected, we saw services and other billings stabilize in the second quarter as we've now anniversaried the start of the COVID-19 impact, which began impacting services and other revenue in the second quarter last year. All told, The strength in billings resulted in software product and total revenue exceeding our expectations for the second quarter. Software product revenue was 99.6 million, or an increase of 21.7% compared to Q2 2020. Total revenue, which includes services and other revenue, was 119.9 million, or an increase of 21.7% compared to Q2 2020. Our recurring software license rate, which is the percentage of software product billings that are recurring, continues to be strong at approximately 92% year-to-date. As a reminder, a significant portion of our revenues are billed in currencies other than the U.S. dollar and are therefore impacted by changes in FX rates. Relative to Q2 2020, our revenues were favorably impacted by changes in FX rates of approximately $3.7 during the quarter. Non-GAAP gross margin, which excludes stock-based compensation and restructuring expense, was 74.5% in the second quarter, relatively flat to the second quarter of 2020, as our software revenue mix, which carries higher gross margins, was consistent with the prior year. Software revenue was 83% of total revenue, in both Q2 2021 and the year-ago period. This is in line with our expectations for the quarter, as we expected to see a rebound in services and other revenue in Q2 2021 compared to Q2 2020, keeping pace with the gains we saw in software product revenue. Over the long term, we continue to expect a general mix shift towards software product revenue, as growth there will outpace services and other revenue. Non-GAAP operating expenses, which exclude stock-based compensation, amortization of intangible assets, and restructuring charges, were $80.9 million, compared to $69.5 million in the year-ago period. As a reminder, operating expenses in Q2 and Q3 of last year were impacted by COVID-19 as a result of temporary salary reductions and significantly reduced marketing and travel costs. In Q2 2021, we saw increased marketing and travel activities representing some return to normal compared to the prior year, and overall non-GAAP operating expenses were in line with our expectations. Adjusted EBITDA was $9.5 million, or 7.9% of total revenue in Q2 2021, an increase of 65.2% compared to Q2 2020. This increase compared to the prior year quarter, as well as relative to our expectations, was driven by the increase in revenue in the quarter, combined with our disciplined spending. We are executing on our strategy of expanding EBITDA margins by scaling into our top-line revenue growth, and the second quarter was another positive step in that direction. Turning to our balance sheet, we ended the quarter with $260 million in cash and cash equivalents, An increase of almost 17 million from the prior quarter. The quarter over quarter increase reflects strong free cash flow during the quarter of 15.8 million compared to free cash flow of 4.5 million in Q2 2020.
4: As a reminder,
3: our cash flows throughout the year are seasonal in nature, typically with Q1 being our most significant cash flow quarter followed by Q2. We are very pleased with our cash flow generation in Q2, which was driven by collections on strong Q1 and Q2 billings. Turning to guidance for Q3 and full year 2021. For Q3 and full year 2021, we are looking to continue building on the great momentum from the first half. We are expecting software product revenue for Q3 in the range of 94 to $97 million. Or year over year growth of 7.1 to 10.5%. And we're raising our full year 2021 software product revenue range to 434 to 440 million, or year over year growth of 10.8 to 12.3%. We continue to expect services and other revenue to be approximately flat in 2021 compared to 2020, consistent with our previous guidance. As a result, we expect total revenue for Q3 2021 in the range of 112 to 115 million or year-over-year growth of 5.2 to 8.0%. And we're raising our full year 2021 total revenue guidance to a range of 512 to 518 million or year-over-year growth of 9.0 to 10.2%, reflecting our increased software revenue guidance. The $7 million increase at the midpoint on the full-year revenue guidance from last quarter reflects our overachievement in Q2 2021 while maintaining our view for the second half of 2021. Overall, we're encouraged by our customer demand and pipeline of opportunities we see in the second half. From a cost perspective, we've been successful in our disciplined approach to spending and expect to continue that approach in the second half. That said, we will continue to invest heavily in product development and we expect to increase marketing and sales related travel expenses in the second half compared to the first half of 2021. For Q3 2021, we expect adjusted EBITDA in the range of 2 to 4 million or 1.8 to 3.5% of total revenue compared to 8.2 million or 7.7% of total revenue in the year ago period. And for full year 2021, we are raising our adjusted EBITDA range to 63 to 68 million or 12.3 to 13.1% of total revenue compared to 57.3 million or 12.2% of total revenue in 2020. We are also raising our full year 2021 free cash flow guidance to a range of 34 to 39 million. As a reminder, Our cash flow expectations are sensitive to billings and collections patterns, which fluctuate seasonally. In particular, our historical pattern has shown free cash inflow in the first half of the year, primarily from collections on billings from Q4 and Q1, and a smaller free cash outflow in the second half of the year. We're expecting that pattern to continue in 2021. We've provided detailed guidance tables in our earnings press release, including reconciliations to comparable GAAP amounts, which was issued after close of market today. This was another great quarter for Altair. We're executing on our mission to transform enterprise decision-making by offering products and technology that delight our customers. With that, we'd be happy to take your questions. Operator?
0: Operator? Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a question or comment at this time, please press star then 1 on your telephone keypad. If your question has been answered or you wish to remove yourself from the queue, simply press the pound key. Again, if you have a question or comment at this time, please press star then 1 on your telephone keypad. Our first question or comment comes from the line of Bob and Suri from William Blair. Your line is open. Hey, gents. Thanks for
5: taking my question, and congrats. Great software growth number, so nice nicely done there. Uh, I guess I guess my question for, for maybe both of you, I'd love to get an update on the adoption or the migration within the current install base towards your updated units model. Sort of any use cases you could point around strong upsell or towards the lower-tiered suite ability to target the less technical design engineer. I'd love to get some thought of some color on how those are playing out.
2: Oh, well, nice, nice to hear your voice. I have to confess I didn't quite hear the question. I'm really sorry. Uh,
5: that's okay. It was just the update. You know, you've, you've got the sort of new updated unit model. How is that playing out um, within the current install base? Um, and then any sort of early use case you might point out to sort of how that um, lower tiered suites are starting to target the less technical user. How how's that, is that The traction?
2: Okay, I see. Uh, how
5: is the pipeline? How are customers doing? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I think in general, uh, the the customers, you know, it, it's producing conversations with uh, with all of our enterprise customers, which are mostly good conversations. Um, you know, basically getting the customers to understand what what they have, what the value is that they have, and it's generally uh, translating into into more revenue. Frankly. Um, at the lower end, it, it's still a bit early, but I think uh, I think it's also being well received, and and customers are, uh, you know, they're appreciative of of uh, the flexibility that they're seeing. So I think it's you know you see our numbers, our growth numbers, and and I think it's just reflected there.
3: Yeah, maybe Bavon. Maybe one thing I'll add too is is um, at this point, roughly three quarters of our customers are now on Altair units, and. And based on that trajectory, we, we expect that over the next quarter or so, the rest of those will convert over. So still very smooth on the conversion, and, and everything's
2: going according to plan. And I think, you know, my prepared remarks talked about how the data analytics customers are, uh, are embracing it as well. And most importantly, I, I know this may sound, sound crazy, but the sales guys on the data analytics side are embracing it too. Uh, which was not the case, you know, two years ago. So, uh, really big changes.
5: Yeah, no, those are all really, really good um, signs. Uh, Certainly, the the sales guys embracing breaking the model and the customers and that that sort of transition is is great to hear. You know, the other thing, Jim, we've been hearing from auto manufacturers and even like uh, the the suppliers like Continental or something is that everyone's really focused on EV. So, no no surprise there, but most of them are long-term targets, right? People thinking 2030 or beyond, and but to me, that requires positioning and planning and designing today from a simulation perspective, and I'd like to understand, like, are you seeing that, and is that actually going to be a driver of revenue growth? Is it a driver of revenue growth today, I suspect it is, but, like, how material is that whole shift towards EV that the suppliers, the parts guys, and the um, OEMs are doing? I'd love to sort of get a little color around that. I,
2: I, think it, I think it's very material, and if you look at our growth, automotive is uh, – is pretty robust, uh, you know, for the, for the first half of the year, um, and and I think it's it's because uh, all these all these companies are investing so much. So uh, you know, we always talk about aut- automotive is a large percentage of our business, but it also uh, was was quite robust growth in the first half of the year, uh, even on top of that that large uh, large amount of volume.
5: Got it. Got it. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Matt. And again, uh great numbers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question or comment
0: comes from the line of Jackson Ader from JP Morgan. Your line is open.
6: Great. Uh thanks for taking my questions, guys. Um just curious, you know, when you talk about the, the AEC customer, um a you know, pretty big global design firm. Typically we don't think of
0: um
6: you know, design and AEC being really Altair's bread and butter. You just mentioned automotive and and maybe more complex simulations being uh, your typical strength. So I'm just curious, you know, what led to this particular win, um, and was this win a part of a a suite deal, like an A E AEC suite that you've been selling?
2: So until now, there is no AEC suite. But it may surprise you to know that we have a lot of AEC customers. <laughs> um, you know, most of the famous, you know, architectural engineering companies, um I, I, I could name some, but I'm not sure I should at, at, at this moment, Um are customers of Altair. Uh, they were initially introduced through the optimization technology that we bring. So many of the most uh, beautiful, elegant, you know, uh, complex tall towers are are designed using our technology. Um, you know, using you know the structural optimization and just simply the structural analysis tools. Um, but we do see a lot of opportunity in AEC, um, and uh, you know we've we've uh, created some solutions uh, you know for them. I've had somebody on my team whose PhD is in is in architectural engineering for. Probably 15 years now, and, and he's been guiding us and pushing us to do more and more in that direction. And uh, so we work with a lot of really key customers there. So it's not just sort of a bluebird that came in. This is this is something that that we've consistently been been going after.
6: Okay. Um, and then a, a follow up, you know, looking at the the non software revenue for for the rest of the year, and you know, what what type of impact, you know, given that that's mostly services and people possibly having to travel, um, you know, what type of impact are you forecasting for the Delta variant in that, in that non-software revenue for the rest of the year?
2: What's the impact from the Delta variant to the non-I see. Um, yeah, so yeah, just for sure just like last year. How much are
5: you
6: actually...
2: Right.
6: Uh, yeah. What What are you actually factoring in, if
2: anything? Yeah. That no. That that's fair. You know, for sure, last year we saw a large drop in uh, in services revenue, which uh, you know, which came you know with 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 the impact of the pandemic and all that. Um, this year, not the case. Uh, you know, we're 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 seeing you know some comeback in that business. You can see that in the numbers, probably. And, uh, I would expect that that's gonna continue, uh, for the rest of this year. So it's, it's, it's still be below where we were, like in 2019, but above where we were in 2020. And I think that's gonna remain, you know, remain consistent, actually. The, the staffing business, you know, the, the, uh, CES business, um is, uh, is impacted not so much by that as, as just the fact that, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of hiring going on everywhere. Uh, there's a big battle for people and, and, uh, that, that, it's more than anything, that's the challenge in that business, um, to, uh, to, to keep that business growing. Uh, just a lot of challenge for, for, for quality people.
4: Okay. Alright, thank you.
2: Yep.
0: Thank you. Our next question or comment comes from the line of Ahmad Khalil from Guggenheim Securities. Your line is open. Mr. Khalil, you may need to unmute your phone.
7: Hey, guys. Sorry about that. Um, Thanks for taking my question. Uh, So really interesting comments around the data analytics business um, and, you know, uh, probably the competitor you guys are speaking about they mentioned that uh, they're seeing a uh, prolonging churn on their sales employee base um I was wondering is that something you guys are benefiting from uh in regards to your own hiring and recruiting efforts?
2: I mean I don't think I want to speak specifically about any any one company um but but you know I think uh you know, our our business seems to be relatively healthy, and uh, you know, I think I think businesses spiral up and spiral down, and, and they might might be, you know, they they've probably hit some of these companies have hit a, a rough spot, and uh, sales guys have a tendency uh, to to run uh, a little quickly uh, when they see that kind of, of situation. Yeah, I I can't really speak to what what they're doing. Uh, We're we're certainly recruiting in in a lot of different places.
7: Thank you. And then I just want to follow up. Um, And then, can you describe some of the, I guess, what's driving some of the success you're seeing in in different verticals outside of your core verticals? Is it something you've changed with how you're structuring your sales organization, or you know, is there something more broadly you're doing? And that'll be it. Thank you.
2: Sure. No, thank you. We I mean we talked a lot about uh sort of mechanizing our sales machine, if you will, and and uh you know the whole sales motion I think has upgraded, you know, sales and marketing uh, uh motion in, in Altair. Um, and I, I think we're benefiting from that. I think we're benefiting from a lot more uh training uh and, and structure of the sales team. And in general, the sales team is selling the entire portfolio as opposed to, uh, maybe a tendency earlier to, uh, to sell specific products or solutions. And I think that's, that's really a, a key differentiator now for us.
0: My next question or comment comes from the line of Gal Munda from Berenberg. Your line is open.
4: Hey, um, thanks for taking my questions. Um, the first one to, uh, would just be around the solid performance in Q2, and maybe if you could just help us understand, um, uh, you know, by uh, by product area, how those uh, have performed, um, you know, maybe not by by, by nominal values, but more, kind of uh, descriptive um, if you had to kind of stack rank between the, the core simulation versus the data analytics piece versus the high-performance computing, the way that you're kind of thinking about the growth when you talked uh, at Investor Day? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, the numbers across, you know, simulation, uh, actually the numbers across HPC simulation and data analytics are all Pretty robust, actually, so far first half of the year, um, and uh, yeah, we're feeling we're feeling really positive, kind of running on all cylinders. I mean, there is a reality for all all of us that, that Q2 last year was was you know a, a little bit of a weaker year, but uh, if you look across all of H1, I think we, we've we've really been running pretty strong, uh, and we're we're feeling feeling very, very uh, positive about pipelines and all that. So, uh, yeah, I think all the products are are uh, hitting it very nicely. Uh, the electronics products are, are really coming into their own. It's a little early for us promoting the CFD technologies, but, uh, you know, we're we're starting to feel good about our offering there, and some of these tools are, are starting to mature. We have... Uh, some evaluations from some of the top uh automotive companies in, in a- Asia uh telling us that our uh, our solutions are are more accurate than than some of the uh more established tools uh but but you know we're we're uh we're, we're generally seeing a pretty broad-based success here
4: that's very helpful and then maybe as a as a follow-up uh, we talked about uh sim solid a little bit um over the last few quarters you've started highlighting it and I was just wondering if you think about the sim solid scale the way um today is at, some, at at what stage do you think it actually becomes a material contributor to the growth of the business? I know it's still relatively small in terms of the in terms of the dollar value. Um but as you see adoption you mentioned you know the German OEM testing at a couple of last quarter I think it was and um hardly you know how, maybe one holiday's contracts kind of starts in progressing, and then two, you know, at what stage it's becoming material to the growth of the business? I,
2: I think some solids already material to the growth of the business. Gal. Um I mean, it, it's. Uh, I, I haven't looked recently at the number of companies that are using it, but it's it's substantial. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the number is, but but it is very substantial. And, uh, you know, we, we are seeing very high usage numbers for some solids. So, so it's, it's already kind of contributing meaningfully for sure.
4: Okay. That's very helpful. Thanks, Jim.
2: Thank you, Gal.
0: Thank you. Our next question or comment comes from the line of Matt Hedberg from RBC Capital Markets. Your line is open. Hey, it's Dan Bergstrom for Matt Hedberg. Thanks
6: for taking our questions. So just curious, did you talk to the deal pipeline for the remainder of 21 here? seems like the last several quarters speak to its strength with deals coming out of this quarter into the first quarter and then this quarter at a nice upside. So how's the pipeline looking over the second half? Want
2: to answer this one,
3: Matt? Yeah, no, I I, I think the the pipeline is – we're feeling pretty good about it and if you kind of, if you go back to the beginning of the year guide, you know, where we had guided total revenue at the midpoint um, of 506 and, and then took that up last quarter um, a bit and now took it up to 508, now we've moved it from 508 to 515 um, at the midpoint, you know, that, that really is you know, speaks to the confidence that we have as we've moved through the year Um, And we've had, like you you mentioned, we've had really good success in the first half and we feel good about the second half. We continue to be reaffirmed in in our outlook and as we go throughout the year, we we continue to build on those successes. So pipeline looks good and and we feel confident. And we're, of course, keeping our eye on on Delta variant and spikes and and larger macroeconomic like everybody is, but um, at this point. feeling cautiously optimistic about the second half.
0: Great. Thanks. Thank you. Our next question or comment comes from the line of Mark Chappell from Benchmark. Your line is open.
1: Hi. Good evening. Uh, Nice job on the quarter. Thank you for taking my question. Um, Jim, I'd like to dig a little bit deeper into your expanded CFD CFD capabilities uh, that were referred to in your prepared remarks. Uh, is your intent to focus um, your CFD, CFD sales efforts in, in your core kind of customer base, so principally automotive and aerospace, or, or do you plan to direct that more toward uh, toward process industries such as, say, chemicals or oil and gas?
2: It's probably more in the traditional core market, but it's really across everything. So, you know, CFD is not like structures. CFD – you know, has a variety of different problems that you solve, and, and and you have a variety of different types of of technologies, if you will, to, to solve them best. And so we, we really have spent years, you know, pulling together what we think is, is a solution set that can solve all these different problems. And, uh, you know, we also had to build all the modeling and visualization uh, elements that go along with that so we're, you know, some parts of, of that solution set are less mature. Uh, for external aerodynamics, we're still working on it, but it's it's coming really fast, um, and we have a lot of a lot of customers very excited about it. Um, you know, for some other areas, it's it's more mature than that. Um, so I mean, it's broad based for us. We're we're selling CFD to every customer, uh, but but uh, we see it going going uh, especially into the core. Great, thank you. And then, just building on the earlier question on SimSolid,
1: how much of SimSolid do you see being sold for uh, use cases in, in upfront design rather than,
2: say, more traditional engineering simulation use cases? The vast majority of how SimSolid is used is, is more for the upfront design, for sure, and that is how we we've, we've targeted. That's that's how we've uh, Uh, You know, that's where the solution sweet spot is, if you will. Um, You know, for the more traditional stuff, Optostruct and to some extent, you know, Radios are are really the go-to solutions there. Thank you. Sure. Thank you.
4: Thank you.
0: Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a question or comment at this time, please press star then 1 on your telephone keypad. Our next question or comment comes from the line of Blair Abernathy from Rosenblatt Securities. Your line is open.
4: Thank you. Uh,
6: nice quarter, guys. Um, just uh, just wondering, Jim, if you can uh, give us a little color into how things are going with SmartWorks. Uh, I realize it's only been uh, a short period of time that you've kind of been in the market with it, but just want to understand sort of how you're taking it to market and, and where you're seeing some... Uh, uh, some
2: traction in, in that product. Yeah, so uh, SmartWorks sort of has two halves to it right now. They're all it is coming together. So there's sort of a SmartWorks IoT, and then the SmartWorks analytics. Um, the analytics is is uh, they're both relatively new, uh, and they're both coming together. But uh, you know, both of them have uh, have some some lead customers. We're getting a lot of really, really good feedback uh, on SmartWorks Analytics now. Uh, seems to be very, very positive. Um, and, and I think we're we're really focused on developing the solutions that uh, customers are telling us that we need to add. Uh, the IoT piece has got a lot of interest, um, but uh, I, I'd say it's, it's a little bit earlier uh, for getting a lot of traction at this point. We do have customers who are... We're using it, integrating it, um, but but uh, I would say it's still early. These are Horizon three yep. things to me. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah, and on the
1: on the analytics
6: side, any particular yeah. sort of verticals? Any particular verticals that you'd say were, are kind of more interested in it, or just kind of where are you seeing that interest? Without any names, it's,
2: it's it's mostly in the in the traditional core customers that we have for analytics which is more BFSI, um, but but we are certainly uh, engaging with customers on the engineering side as well.
6: Okay, great. Thank you.
0: Sure. Thank you. I'm sure no additional questions in the queue at this time. I'd like to turn the conference back over to management for any closing comments.
2: Uh Okay. Yeah. Th- thanks to everybody for your your interest. Uh, appreciate uh, you all you all tuning in, and thanks to my team for another great quarter. Uh, we're we're having a lot of fun here in Altair as, as uh, we're hitting these big big growth numbers. So uh, thank, thanks. Thank you all.
5: Thanks everybody.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for participating in today's conference. This concludes the program. You may now disconnect. Everyone, have a wonderful day.